Hey, how's it going? So, it is Thursday, if you want to call it Friday Eve. Friday Eve. Uh, Thursday, January 28th, 2021. Thursday, January 28th. 2021 uh pvtv political views tv podcast uh that's what you google to find me political views tv podcast i show up there right at the top of the list uh tell your friends to google me check me out come see me if they come for one day that's fine if they come for two days they that's cool if they come and stay that's awesome i you know don't matter to me i'm probably going to do this anyway uh, let's start with an update about uh, Patrick Leahy. Patrick Leahy, remember he's the uh, the guy in charge of the um, in charge of. Whoops. Hold on. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, he uh, uh, he was um, uh, in charge of the uh, the impeachment hearings. He's the instead of uh, John Roberts. So, <clears throat> um. From what I heard, he recovered at home, and he's doing okay right now. He had some muscle cramps or something, and they just weren't going away. So he went to the doctor, and, and uh, so he's supposedly okay. But, of course, I was concerned about it, because Patrick Leahy is 80 years old. Uh, I was concerned because 12 states require governors to replace senators with a senator of the same party. But Patrick Leahy's state of Vermont is not one of them. I uh, Remember, uh, uh, he's 80. Uh, the other senator there, who you know very well, Bernie Sanders, is 79. Anyway, the governor is Phil Scott. As a Republican, he could replace Leahy with a Republican senator. I mean, that would upset the all the power of um, of uh, uh, of that would upset the 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 balance of power in Washington. Uh, and I was really concerned about that, so I so I called. The Senate Majority Leader of, uh, uh, when I say Senate, the State Senate Majority Leader uh, of Vermont, Allison Clarkson. Um, I suggested that the Vermont uh, uh, Senate Majority Leader should pass a law um, that the governor must allow the party to put up names that he could choose from instead of just choosing his own. And I sent her an email and I, and, and, uh, I got a response. It was uh, really interesting. I didn't expect a response so uh, so uh, quickly. Um, but anyway, here it is. Here's the response. Let's see if you can hear it. The, the governor would never appoint somebody outside of the party of the person that was being who, whose job he was replacing. That's just you know he all, that that has always been honored. And um, it looks like we don't have a problem. So I we went through this with Sanders when Sanders looked like he might be appointed to the cabinet. But I wouldn't worry. Uh, I think we're fine, and I think Leahy's fine, and you should be rest assured the governor would really never appoint anybody outside the party of the person uh, of the job that was being, you know, that was holding the job. So um, he honors that in the legislature. He honors that in our congressional delegation. So thanks a million for your call, and good luck. Bye. So there you have it. There you have it. Uh, and as I say, that was her response. Um, and as I say, be an active voter. I, Vermont isn't my state, but this could have a grave 
uh, it's a grave concern. I mean, political uh, Politico is reporting on this, and they're not as sure as she seems to be. And she is the uh, Senate Majority Leader in the Vermont Senate, uh, Allison Clarkson. Uh, but there you have it. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Um, did you see the video yesterday? AOC. AOC rocks, as always, I will say that. Uh, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. She says what my mind is thinking all the time. It's like our brains are connected by spooky action. Uh, by the way, spooky action, it's a scientific term uh, describing uh, quantum entanglement. Uh, you, you can Google it. Spooky action. It's an, a- it's an actual scientific term. <laughs> anyway. She explained on MSNBC last night, quote, there are no consequences in the Republican caucus for violence, no consequences for racism, no consequences for misogyny, no consequences for insurrection. And no consequences means that they condone it. It means that the silence is acceptance. I, uh... I'm a little bit stronger than that in my terms. I I say uh, silence is uh, complicence, I guess. Uh, They're complicit uh, uh, in everything bad going on if they don't say something about it. Anyway, she said that Republicans are still attempting to wield those violent and racist forces for political gain. Uh, She called out... Uh, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy for refusing to hold his members accountable for their behavior, including uh, their uh, complicity in the January 6th insurrection. Uh, specifically, she was talking about who I talked about yesterday. What was her name? Uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene? That racist white supremacist? Anyway, Kevin McCarthy answers, uh, uh, she goes, she went on to say, Kevin McCarthy answers to these QAnon members of Congress, not the other way around. Ocasio-Cortez argued, AOC argued, referring to the, uh, you know, far-right conspiracy theory that some Republican lawmakers have espoused and backed, we are now away from acting out of fealty to their president that they had in the Oval Office, and now we are talking about fealty to white supremacist organizations as a political tool. This is scary, really. I mean, what she's saying. Uh, and she she sees it in person, so she would know what's going on. I can only guess what's happening because of what I've read in the news, but she sees it in person. Uh, the congresswoman continued, We really, really need to ask ourselves what they are uh, evolving into, because this is no longer a party of limited government. This is about something much more nefarious. By the way, news this morning puts Kevin McCarthy in a very bad place. He's the uh, uh, minority leader. Um... Trump is expected to meet with him today ahead of the Senate impeachment uh, trial, which kills any thought of impartiality on Kevin McCarthy. He's a Trumper. This is insane.
This is insane. This Republican Party, what, you know, I think, I'm not sure, but I think my mother and father, well, they weren't very political at all. Republican Party used to be different. They actually stood for something, but no longer. No longer. Just Google the 1956 Republican Party platform. 19, seriously, 1956 Republican Party platform. Look at that and tell me which party is closer. You'll see. It's the Democrats. Anyway. Uh, Parkland shooting uh, survivor. Speaking of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, that crazy white supremacist. Uh, Parkland shooting survivor David Hogg called on Republican House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy Thursday, yesterday, to den- or today, to denounce... Um, uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has faced intense criticism for incendiary remarks she made in recent years, as well as a viral video in which she harasses uh, Mr. Hogg, David Hogg. Remember, he's he's the Parkland shooting survivor. He was uh, the leader in, in that high school uh, uh, against gun violence. Anyway, uh, Mr. Hogg said, My message to Kevin McCarthy is take all of her committee assignments away. Also, don't support her when she runs for re-election again and try to get her primaried. If you say this is not your party, actually call it out and hold her accountable. Republicans always act as if they're the party of decency and respect. But would the party of decency and respect question whether or not school shootings actually happened? R- remember, uh, um, uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's the one that said that the, the Parkland shooting was a false flag to attack Second Amendment rights. She said it was a false flag. Are you kidding me? Uh, and he went on. Uh, talking about Republicans, would they harass the survivors of these shootings for having different opinions than them? I don't think so. And if Kevin McCarthy doesn't think so either, he needs to actually stand up and do something about this congresswoman. This woman is insane. She needs to be removed from office. Uh, In a speech Wednesday, we're moving on. In a speech Wednesday, outlining his new executive actions aimed at confronting the existential threat of climate change, Biden said, unlike previous administrations, I don't think the federal government should give handouts to big oil to the tune of 40 billion in fossil fuel subsidies. This is what's been going on for decades, by the way. Uh, he said, I'm, I'm gonna be uh, going to Congress and asking them to eliminate those subsidies. Uh, while the president did not offer you know, specifics on what he would want a potential bill uh, uh, to look like. Uh, Representative uh, Ilan Omar from, uh, you know, from Minnesota and Bernie Sanders, of course, Vermont, uh, and other progressive lawmakers introduced legislation last year that proposed ending direct federal subsidies to the fossil fuel industry and abolishing dozens of tax loopholes, subsidies, and other special interest giveaways littered throughout the uh, federal tax code. Big oil. Uh, I mean, uh, Republicans are always screaming about uh, uh, people getting money from the government. But when it's corporations, they love it. You know? Anyway. 
Uh, the lawmakers estimated the End Polluter Welfare Act would save taxpayers up to $150 billion over the next decade. But, you know, this is what would happen. In the U.S., we've enjoyed low fuel prices because of those subsidies, uh, uh, and, and that's according to oil corporations. But in actuality, it's sort of true. I mean, if you think about it, a liter of fuel, a, a liter of gas is like six bucks. Uh, there's what, two, two liters to a gallon? Less than that. I forget. How many liters is in a gallon? Oh, it's, it's two point something, I think. Anyway, <clears throat> and it's like $6 a liter in, in, uh, uh, in the EU. Uh, that means the, uh, but if these subsidies are what keep oil low, that means the prices would drive up to six or $8 a gallon or more. But honestly, that flies right in the face of supply-demand economics. What would happen is there will be an immediate spike. And when oil companies realize people can't afford to pay those prices, they will have to restructure and maybe cut executive fat. But prices will likely take some time to return to 3 to $4 a gallon. Supply and demand really does work, okay? If people aren't paying the prices, uh, the oil companies, who make more profit than any corporations in the world up until this year, uh, they're going to have to make less profit. It's that simple, okay? Or move into uh, renewable energy, as you should. Anyway, right now is the time to do it because the COVID economy has muted oil prices. So uh, they can't raise it anyway if it happens right now. Moving on, prosecutors charge Ian Benjamin Rogers after fighting, finding weapons, including five pipe bombs, 49 guns, and thousands of rounds of ammunition following a January 15th search of his Napa County home and auto repair business. His alleged goal was to ensure former President Trump remained in office. Uh, he was also uh, uh, suspected of uh, maybe planning an attack on the governor of California. Um, the sus suspected right, uh, far-right extremist told the FBI he built the pipe bombs for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but agents found, uh, uh, found text messages sent from his phone that appeared to target Democrats, Twitter, and Facebook. I, they think he was going to attack the uh, Twitter headquarters. <clears throat> after Trump was banned from, you know, social media sites following the insurrection. Um, Rogers is facing federal charges of unlawful possession uh, of an unregistered destructive device. Uh, Napa, Napa County uh, District Attorney Allison Haley said he also faces 28 felony charges uh, in state court for possession of the explosives and weapons, including possession of an illegal silencer and multiple unregistered assault weapons. I'm assuming there will be federal charges too, but maybe they haven't been filed yet, but we'll see. Yesterday, the Biden administration said it is imposing a temporary freeze on arms sales to Saudi Arabia and the United Arab uh, UAE, uh, United Arab uh, Emirates, pending a review of uh, billions of dollars worth of weapon deals um, with the regimes that were approved by the uh, Trump presidency. Remember? Remember this? When this happened like a couple months ago? 
that include that's including nearly half billion dollars worth of precision guided munitions to Saudi Arabia, F-35 uh, jets to the uh, UAE. Uh, as you may well know, Saudi Arabia is leading a war against Yemen. Uh, the UAE used to do it. Now Saudi Arabia is primarily doing it. Uh, and it's fought with uh, U.S. weapons, logistical and uh, political support. And it's killed thousands of civilians and tens of thousands more in economic blockade that has exacerbated uh, uh, famine and, uh, you know, caused more human suffering on a mass scale in uh, Yemen. And, and the U.S. is responsible for this. We really are because we've been supplying these people to accomplish this. Anyway, the United Nations, which is called the situation in Yemen, the world's worst humanitarian crisis, uh, last September recommended that the International Criminal Court investigate possible war crimes committed by all sides in the six-year civil war, and that would probably include the Trump administration. In July 2019, Trump vetoed a bipartisan congressional resolution that would have forced an end to U.S. military funding and involvement in the uh, five-year war. The, the Senate, uh, of course, then it was Mitch McConnell's Republican control, uh, they failed to override the veto. Um, so uh, at this point, since uh, Biden is doing this, you should probably watch Raytheon stocks drop. Uh, they're the ones that I believe were supplying the missiles, the guided missiles. So we'll see what happens because they had to cancel the order. If they indeed will, there's probably going to be some lawsuits, I think. I would think there usually is. Uh, a Russian court today. Uh, when I say today, it was yesterday because, you know, the time difference. Uh, they rejected an uh, opposition, uh, opposition leader uh, Alexei Navalny's appeal of his arrest while authorities detained several of his allies and issued warnings in, uh, to social media companies after tens of thou uh, thousands swarmed the streets in uh, 100 Russian cities uh, last weekend, uh, over the weekend, demanding his release. Uh, appearing in court by video link from jail, Navalny denounced criminal proceedings against him as part of the government's efforts to intimidate the opposition. I, what happened was uh, he was supposed to uh, register um, where he was because uh, he's uh, um, uh, un under a court order to do that. He wasn't able to do that because he was in the hospital after being poisoned by uh, uh, Trump's buddy Putin. So he, he, didn't, he wasn't able to go and register. He was in the hospital. So they put him in jail because he didn't register, because he was in the hospital after, after uh, Putin poisoned him. <laughs> anyway, um, he said, you won't succeed in scaring tens of millions of people who have been robbed by that government. Yes, you have the power now to put me in handcuffs, but it's not going to last forever. And he's probably right. Putin's getting old anyway, and he wants to get out of politics. He's got plenty of money now. He doesn't need to be there. Yesterday, China intensified uh, its rhetoric towards uh, Taiwan and said its independence would result in war. Now, remember, China claims Taiwan is part of them. And Taiwan, just like Hong Kong, and Taiwan is saying, uh-uh, but we really want Taiwan separate. That's an important uh, point uh, for U.S. forces right there at Taiwan. Uh, 
Uh, remember, Taipei accused Beijing of flying a dozen military jets in, their, in its airspace on Sunday, uh, trying to intimidate them. Uh, U.S. observers said China was intent on testing uh, Joe Biden, who had been uh, sworn in just a few days before. I, I told you this. China is, is like the little bully on, on, on the, uh, on the um, uh, uh, at recess with a stick poking the new kid, you know, and it's not going to end well. We need to shoot down their planes if they get anywhere close to Taiwan. Moving on. Uh, Iran has responded with anger and disappointment to the U, uh, new U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, saying American sanctions against uh, Tehran will not be lifted until it comes back into verifiable full compliance with its commitments under the 2015 nuclear deal, which, you know, of course, Trump left, but he's saying he and remember, Biden is going to join join the nuclear deal again, but they have to get into compliance first. Anyway, Anthony uh, Blinken said Iran, Iranian uh, compliance would take some time, indicating there is uh, unlikely to be any major movement in negotiations until after the presidential election, the Iranian uh, presidential election in June. Uh, um, if, if you remember, I reported that Iran said, lift the sanctions and we'll comply. But Biden said... And, and I agree with, with this, uh, comply and we will lift the sanctions. So Biden is doing the right thing. Uh, in a fight against the climate crisis, the uh, youth-led Sunrise Movement said uh, yesterday, the Democratic Party must use its unified control of the federal government to go further with bold legislation that invest massively in clean energy, create millions of good paying jobs and ensures a speedy and just transition away from planet destroying fossil fuels. And here's the part that I have just recently agreed with. They said they want to say, and such sweeping legislation will only be possible if Democrats swiftly move to eliminate the legislative filibuster. As I've said, I've changed my mind on this. It should be done because Republicans cannot be trusted to do the right thing. They're going to block everything. They're going to be uh, um, uh, uh, complete asshats about this. They, th that's what they do. That's what they did under the Obama administration. For seven years, they blocked everything he did. Every single thing he did, they blocked it. So, you can't trust them, and uh, you need to get rid of it. Uh, moving on, another 847,000 Americans filed for first-time unemployment benefits last week on a seasonably adjusted uh, basis. Um, I've told you what seasonally adjusted means. Um, and that's according to the Department of Labor. Uh, just real quickly, seasonable, seasonable adjustment means you don't count temporary jobs like for Christmas and stuff like that. Not much of a change this year because there wasn't as much hiring for Christmas. Um, anyway, it was a decrease from 914,000 claims in the week before. On top of that, uh, 426,000, uh, 27,000, I guess, workers filed for uh, PU. A, which is Pandemic Unemployment Assistance. Uh, it's a program for like gig workers and stuff like that. Uh, those who didn't file uh, uh, pay for unemployment. Uh, 
and uh, the PUA claims are not adjusted for seasonal swings because we haven't figured them out yet. Uh, continued jobless claims, which count workers who have uh, applied for benefits at least two weeks in a row, fell slightly to 4.8 million. And total Americans receiving unemployment benefits actually rose, jumping to 18.28 million, uh, which is an increase of 2.29 million from the previous week. Uh, that's it. Relatively short today. Thanks for listening. It's uh, Thursday. January 28th, Thursday, January 28th, 2021, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends about me. Say, check this guy out. Try him a couple of times. See if you like it. Happy to have you. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, please always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. This is Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles. Thank you.